the pastor and the pappy. Hello and welcome to episode three of Pastor and the Pappy, live, pre-recorded from Connecticut in association with California. My good buddy Doug is my co-host today, and also I am his co-host. This is the Pastor and the Pappy, which is a podcast in which two guys talk about their walks with God. So we've we've already introduced the show in both ways that can be introduced. The first episode we talked about um, me being a pastor. Yes. And uh, our our the spiritual side of us, I suppose you could say. Mm. And then last episode, we talked about you being a pappy, yeah. a grandfather. And we talked about the familial uh, side of uh, this podcast. I don't suppose there's anything left to uh, introduce. The show has been introduced. And if you've been with us this long, you know what we're all about, right? That's absolutely true. They should have it by now. So unless you've got anything else to gab about, bud, uh, you want to get to a cultural artifact? I would love to talk about a cultural artifact, buddy, and it will be our title, Halloween. Not the movie, but the entire month of October, which is Halloween to us adults. To kids, it's one day out of the year. To us adults, for some reason, especially anybody born 1960 to about 1980, Halloween is the entire month of October. And now it's time for the cultural artifact. Yeah, usually we do a cultural artifact which we define as an event or incident which connects with our lives of faith. I think that's plural of life of faith. Uh, our <laughs> walks with God, you know, which are being disciples, being believers, et cetera, et cetera. However you want to describe it, we went through that last episode. This time, though, we're not looking at a specific incident or event. We're not looking at one like article that we stumbled across, but we are looking at the season and or the holiday, if you want to call it, of uh, Halloween. So holiday is kind of, I don't know if that's really the proper term for uh, Halloween or not. You know, holiday means holy day, a day in which we commemorate and celebrate something that is holy. In the church in which I grew up, there was some contention uh, about that uh, as to really? whether or not, oh yeah, as to whether or not Halloween was holy. There were some people who thought that Halloween was wholly unholy and should not be a part of the church, should not be a part of our lives as Christians. So let me kick that to you coming sure. from, you know, the Catholic side of things, which invented Halloween somewhat. Right. Uh, you know, invented, I guess, the day. I'm not exactly sure. Certainly invented the term. Halloween, as we all know, is All Hallows Eve, the night or the day before All, all Hallows Day, All Saints all Day. Saints Day, yeah. What was was it, it looked down upon in your your Catholic experience? There was a tiny era, maybe about spanning what five years, where there was a lot of discussion of uh, you know should this be or should this not be, but it also centered around the the scare which i'm not sure if it actually happened or not but people eating apples meant for shaving kind of thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know uh, but the the religious aspect of it i've in my lifetime no i never saw any hindrance or you know uh, this shouldn't be celebrated as a pagan holiday any of that until my late 20s when uh it seemed to bother people and they started changing the way the catholic church was done then it started to become a problem. And uh, and then again, it, it just went into this discussion phase, but nothing ever changed. It's sort of like the Redskins football team. Every year they complain about it, and it just keeps on selling more tickets. Nothing ever changes. So 
No, they they never got around to changing anything or saying that it's an evil pagan holiday or anything like that. In fact, there was plenty of haunted houses and all of the church things really? that I did. Oh yeah, and the JCs were the ones who were always putting on haunts and all of these other you know uh, Christian groups were putting on haunts and stuff. Except for, and maybe we'll talk about it later. Except for the ones that show you things like. Um, what what'll end up to you when you when you sin and you know the haunted oh, the, hell uh, holes what, and, yeah hell houses yeah. Is, is i think what they call that yeah um but my religion no or my my church i never really had any bumps in the road during during okay. halloween now let before i get into my history let me ask you a follow up question sure. did you did you have any um not halloween as we properly understand the term, but literally All Hallows Day, All Saints Day, All, All Souls Day, which is November 2nd. Uh, did you have any celebrations? Did you go to Mass? Did you commemorate that in any way? Yes, yes, and yes. Um, in school, we went to church during that. We took took an hour and went down across the street to the church, where the church was located from St. Anne's School, and um, celebrated an All Saints Day Mass and and talked about the different saints, things like that. Since I was in a you know younger grade set up until fifth grade, I was in Catholic schools, so you know we would just talk about different saints and what their jobs were. Didn't get into this heavy serious Mass because we were young kids. Um, and then All Souls Day, I do remember uh, doing. I think what we did on All Souls Day was celebrate almost all of the different holidays, like in one day. For some reason, I remember sitting at a table and trying like Jewish food and then uh, other <clears throat> foods from different religions. And, and I can't rattle them off, but I do just remember how awesome it was that we were celebrating everything on All Souls Day. And I guess that was for the the different types of uh uh, backgrounds that we had in our school and in our neighborhoods and just the uh, the multicultural surroundings and we had to recognize it on All Souls Day. Okay, so so you actually had something on both days, both All Saints Day and All Souls Day, whereas in the Protestant church, those, those days are wholly unknown. I, I mean, some people might know that Halloween corresponds with All Hallows' Eve, yeah. But they probably most people in the Protestant Church, at least in my circles, don't know what All Hallows Day is, and have never heard of All Souls Day. So, uh, so All Hallows Day, All Saints Day, is for saints, unlike Saint Patrick, who don't have their own feast day. So Saint Patrick has his own day, and then there's a whole bunch of saints, I guess, that don't have feast days, and that they're just lumped in there. All wow. Saints Day is. That, does that sound correct? That sounds about right. Okay, and then yeah. All Souls Day is anybody that's died. Right. You, you think about on that day, which maybe that's why you had, you know, because certainly Jewish people had died throughout the year. I'm and, sure a couple had. You know, so, may, yeah, maybe that's why there was the, the food. So I, I don't know. But in the Protestant circles, that would have been unheard of. And in, in my circles growing up, now, we weren't – a lot of times you'll hear me talk negatively about my home church, but I really don't think it was that bad compared to what it could have been. Right. They were on the stricter side of the spectrum, but they weren't – you know, they, they weren't pegging the needle on on the strict side of the spectrum. So, uh, you know, there were churches that were far, if you want to say strict, narrow, legalistic. I, I just call them Bible thumpers, you know, because I don't think they really know or apply <laughs> the Bible as much as they just have a, a rule that they try to hammer people with. Right. But right. Um, still, Halloween was rather frowned on. We didn't have Halloween parties. We had um, harvest parties. 
Oh, so, okay. Yeah, same thing. You just rename it. You have costumes. We ask people, you know, no blood, no gore, nothing scary. But if you want to dress up like a pirate or a superhero or whatever, or a Bible character, you can dress up as a Bible character. And I think one kid was Noah one year. Um <laughs> and yeah, and so, you know, then you can, and there's candy and food and everything. And, and even that, I do remember there being a disagreement in my church where somebody said, hey, in reality, this is a Halloween party, regardless of what you call it. And so there was some friction. And well, we'll see, see, that irritates me. It's because it, 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 wait a minute, you, you can't do that because I didn't get to do that. And you can't do that. There's a lot of that, and then there's also someone who's trying to be in charge because they're they're definitely speaking for God, and yeah, and they well, just go overboard, and and nobody can nothing. You can't do anything. Yeah, some of it. There is a good deal of sour grapes among the Bible thumpers. Yeah, I would I would say, and again, I don't like to conjecture about other people's motivations because I don't really know them. But the ones that I've been around, it does seem to be. You know, a lot of times the reason we're going to hammer on sex is, well, we're not getting any. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So well, I, I conjecture I mean, like to. That's one of my biggest problems is I conjecture professionally. Yeah. But <laughs> Says the guy who uh, runs the pretentious podcast. Exactly, but, uh, exactly. But I uh, know well there, there are there are others though that yeah. legitimately believe, rightly or wrongly, that Halloween is a day of evil, uh, a witch, a Wiccan holiday, a witchcraft holiday. I guess I don't know what you want to call it. Right. A Satanist holiday. You know, kind of tying in what we talked about last episode. Yeah, uh, we did have it when I came to California. We used to have this big Halloween thing. And I stopped. Really, we just ran out of gas. We did not have the manpower because it was huge. And it was kind of a manipulative – like churches like to do these manipulative events where they try to get people interested in their church by doing a church event, which we're not in favor of that system now. We more just try to meet people that the Lord sends our way and disciple them. But when I first came, we had that. And we had a guy that left. And he said, you know, I just can't be a part of a church that would celebrate a uh, an evil day like this. So some think the day itself is evil. Some think the day, if not itself evil, gives an excuse right. to evil. You know, like, hey, while everybody's trick-or-treating and we're diverting you over here, in reality we're, you know, cutting up chickens and worshiping Satan or whatever. Uh, so some of them did have, you know, rightly or wrongly, they had legitimate motives for saying we – have an issue with this. And when you have that, I think when there's a legitimate issue, we have to handle it a little bit more than when it's illegitimate and somebody just saying, I'm going to hammer on this because I don't get to enjoy it. You know, I'm, right. I'm, I'm burger meister, meister burger. I don't get any toys. So I hate everybody else that has toys. Or I, is that how burger meister, meister burger? But that's, yeah, it's that's it's when like, it's like Ebenezer. Yes. Yeah, the same. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. So, uh, but um, in my opinion was very, very dope. Of course, we there was a period we were out of the church, and which was kind of my formulative, formulative, formative. There we go. Formatively, kind of my uh, yeah. formative. Yeah, my formative period. At first, I was attracted to Halloween because of candy. That's it. I mean, there, there you go. I I get candy the on the stick. Yeah. yeah. So if, if you see John Carpenter's Halloween when the the bullies are. Um, I forget the the little boy's name, but they're accosting him at the school. And don't you know what Halloween's about? Yeah, we get candy. I mean, that would <laughs> that was my thought process. Yeah, we get how we get candy on this day. Strangers give it to me for no reason at all. I got no problem with that. You know, 
later on, I did enjoy the monsters and the growing up and, and so forth. But um, I came to believe that there was more to Halloween than uh, than just that. And now today I do I do appreciate it on a different level. But I think that level takes us more into our spiritual application. And now it's time for the spiritual application. For me, I've I've I love Halloween very much. I don't pay attention to any of the origins of Wicca this or the witches doing that or the druids. I know that's how it started, but I don't associate it with that at all. I've always associated Halloween with the day of dressing up as anything that you want to be for a night. Uh, the candy, the trick-or-treating, everybody out of the house and about together, almost in a party sense. I loved spooky stuff like the spooky movies, the spooky uh, uh, haunts and, and haunted houses that are in the area. And I think it is an allowance to just go ahead and celebrate the fact that we are at a period where you know the trees are dying out, uh, winter is on its way. It's like the Friday going to the bar and hanging out with your friends before the weekend come, which Saturday is Thanksgiving and Sunday is Christmas. And that's the way I've always thought of Halloween. It was like a Friday night bash. Okay, well, let me, let me ask you this. Um, and, and I'm just asking. I'm not prodding or attacking. I'm just Please? asking because that's what I do. But so do, would you say that Halloween is spiritually positive for you? I mean, clearly you wouldn't say it's spiritually negative for you because you just said you like it. Yeah. But do you believe it's, I mean, the, the three possibilities that exist are spiritually positive, spiritually negative, and then there would be spiritually neutral. Now we could debate on whether it's spiritually neutral even really exists, but close enough, there are things that are spiritually neutral. I mean, I like football as as you know yeah. and, and if anybody that knows me knows uh, i that's the only sport that i like and follow but i i like arena football college football nfl i i don't see that as being against my walk with god i don't see it being in favor with my walk with god sometimes you can take a little inspiration from it sometimes it can be a danger if you give into it you know too much and make it an idol but mostly it's just gambling uh, and everything yeah yeah. You know, yeah something like that but mostly the lord has given me some free recreational time and i enjoy see i don't like seeing guys getting hurt i want everybody that walks on the field to walk off the field but i like seeing a contest that i believe mirrors life to some degree and that you play it in all the elements it's a struggle it takes a lot of calculation etc cetera, etc cetera. so i would say football is mostly spiritually neutral is that how you view halloween or Not do you at see all. you see a spiritual positive definitely to it? positive and i'll give you some examples um when I would do haunted houses, the the smiles and the laughs and the thank you so much that was awesome. I did thirty years of haunted houses in Virginia. Mm-hmm. I was uh, every year big haunted house thing, and everybody would come through. And at the end, they were clapping and they were loving it, and it made everybody happy. And then you know, I got to meet my neighbors, and everything was fun. If anybody cried, the the consoling and everybody coming out from their spots, the mummy take off the mask, everybody would come around the poor kid that's crying, and we'd love him up, get him feeling better, and then he's like, "Okay, it's all right then, we can, can go through again, right?" Yeah, sure, come on through, and uh, and we did it all for free. There was you know all nonprofit. Um, I've seen a, up here since I've lived in Connecticut. There's a place called Haunt on Eating that I go to. And uh, what they do for entry is they, they take 
uh, cans of cat food or you know bags of dog food so you can get in and they give it to the shelters which I think is a beautiful thing so they're performing for for the animals that are starving and whatnot well not starving but could use some food and uh, and I like that and the JCs themselves you know they do what they do in, in the in in the name of God and they and they do it for you know church events and things like that um, the fact that you're going door to door and you meet people and you make them happy in the outfits that you have on and all that, I think that's that's closeness that is just awesome. You can't do that any other night of the year. You can't go up to someone's house and go, Can I have some food? And don't I look pretty? You can't get away with that well, legally. You could, <laughs> technically. I mean, how how effective it would be, I don't know. But you <laughs> And and I like that. And and uh you know, pumpkins and, and the whole you know, getting those and carving them for jack lanterns so you can light up where everybody's going. Um, and what they mean, of course, and the stories that go behind them are mostly all for folklore, which have been overextended to represent this evil, terrible thing. But, you know, that's part of the fun of it, too, because, it, you know, I would think something like that would scare the youngins so much that they might even start praying more. So, they, you know, it's just... Well, and, and people try, I, you know, you mentioned the hell houses, which, and, and I did take a group of kids to a hell house. Oh, what was that uh, like? It was, it was that. before I was married. I don't even think I had met Heather and I took a, but, and I never realized how bad teenagers smell until I had them <laughs> in my car and it was raining. And so I had to have the windows up and I'm like, man, teens, you know, deodorant does exist. But, <laughs> um, so we went down South of Columbus to this hell house uh, where they, you know, uh, it was about drunk driving and, you know, they had a car wreck. I mean, it was very, very elaborate. It was all over the church. And you went in this one church and you went into sanctuary and this guy was standing in a casket and praying. But God's like, nope, it's too late. And these demons come up and grab. Uh, to me, again, you're getting a little close to the Bible thumping. I mean, yeah, just like we discussed last week, you do have to make a choice. And those choices do have ramifications. I'm not sure it's as black and white cut and dry is what they depict in the hell house. You yeah. Know, that, they, these are human beings know. doing this that are, are born in the last 30, 40 years and yeah, not, not the prophets from days ago. And if they looked in the book, I'm sure they'd find something different. Yeah. There, there was a whole documentary on Netflix. Not sure if it's still there because again, I think I watched this nine years ago when I was still in Ohio, but about a hell house and how they set it up. And, oh, and, man. A, and of course they were taking a very negative view. I, and to me, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, neither here nor there, but also I remember getting a, a, a track, like this is one of my earliest encounters with this being a little kid, mom dumps out the key. I don't think there's ever been like, you're talking about the razors and the apples. And so mm, I don't right. think there's ever been a documented case that that's actually happened, but mom would go through my candy anyway. And she found this little track, and she didn't like it because I think it was by the Jehovah's Witness. But I remember it had this spooky house. And it was like, where will you spend eternity? You know? And so, so I mean, I, I do suppose that's, you know, you know possible that, that yeah. the, the negative aspects of, of Halloween could scare somebody into the faith. And I do believe God is gracious and open-armed enough that, well, if someone's scared to him, that's he'll take him. I don't think he wants us to be scared to him. I think he wants us to be reasoned to him, as he says in Isaiah, you know, come let us reason together. But, you know, if reason's not going to work, you know, he's gracious and he'll take fear, you know. So, <laughs> but, um, so, so a couple of things you said there, 
that that I think are interesting. One is you don't care about the history, you know. Not really. So now here's the interesting thing. Now I I I'm not going to say I know a lot about Halloween, but I have researched a lot. You because do know I'm, a lot it, about Halloween. I've yeah, I've heard well, you talk about it before. I, I'm interested in it because it was a special moment as a kid. Right. And I don't think there's any special moment. Again, when I encountered Halloween, my earliest memory is of going trick-or-treating and coming home and seeing Disney's uh, Halloween treat on TV or a Disney Halloween. There's two different versions. I'm not sure which one. I saw the one that had um, Sleeping Beauty in it. Okay. And um, I, I, there was nothing spiritual about that at all. It was an, other than the, the general spirituality, I feel, about autumn, which we'll get into in, in a second. But so – there is some history of Halloween. We don't really know what it is. I mean, this is the there was a guy that came along and said, oh, yeah, the Druids were slaughtering people. Or if you see Halloween three, you know, um, uh, Connell Cochran in Halloween, he, he says the first great Halloween, the hills ran red with blood. There's no proof that that happened at all. <laughs> I, I think the earliest reliable record we have of Halloween is Robert Burns' poem, Halloween, where he describes Scottish people doing weird things because they thought they could predict the future on that night. And they were mostly trying to figure out who they would marry, you know, who their husband would be. And they were scaring themselves because they were silly. And it's really just, you know. They're just silly. (laughs) Yeah. Really, if you read the poem, he's, he's not, unlike Washington Irving, where Irving is critiquing the silliness of people a, a little, I don't know entirely meanly, but a little more meanly Burns is celebrating it. He's like, Hey, okay. we're silly people doing silly things. And I love them all. You know, he's here's the Scottish yokels on <laughs> Halloween night, play, playing their games with cabbages and leeks and apples and mirrors and chestnuts. And it's just, it's all good fun. And because we're silly, we kind of believe it and take it to an extreme. Right. So there is some sort of, and then you do have the church history side of it where the church saw something, whatever they saw, we don't know, but we're pretty confident that they tried to uh, co-opt that by pronouncing November 1st, All Souls, Saints Day, and November 2nd. All. So there clearly was something there. You say that means nothing to you. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. I, and I appreciate All Saints Day, and I definitely appreciate All Souls Day as well, but... Um, the, the but, but history saying, of Halloween. Yeah. No, you're it, saying if there's any negative history to it, that doesn't matter to you. Not at all. It, it, I, what, what matters is the same thing you were talking about, where it's just, it was a very beautiful personal holiday for me, and then it was also a very public holiday for me, because I'm out with everybody. But, like, when I dressed up as the Incredible Hulk that night, and my mom put makeup on me from the chest up to my forehead, I mean, I was green <laughs> all over. And, I and had, your, your forehead didn't start... Uh, as as uh, the way where it starts now is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I understand. I'm glad you stumbled on that because you deserve it. But no, yeah, I deserve it. I deserve, I'm a terrible pastor. No, but I had a, a a wig that I would wear. So actually, it did stop right about here. Okay. But uh, I wore a wig, and I I felt unstoppable. I I was the Incredible Hulk, and I proved it by picking up tons of leaves and throwing them in the air. And you know, I was all of what six or seven years old. I had a little of that too. I remember being the Lone Ranger. I don't think I really picked that out because I, but yeah, uh, in those early, early, early days, which again, so the appreciation of Halloween has changed for me, but in those early days, it was, I get to dress. So if you watch Witches Night Out, 
which I just watched last night. It's an animated, and I remember seeing it as a kid. It's, an, it's a really weird animated piece from um, Canada with Gilda Radner. Oh, nice. The, okay. Yeah, doing doing the main voice, but. Um, you know, she says Halloween is about the chance to be something else. It, it's not really that for me now today, but when I was a kid, it was. But what's interesting about what you're saying is that you're saying, regardless of what the history of the day is, regardless of what it originally meant when it was invented, this is what it means is now. It means and I now. find that to be legitimate. Because right? definitely, because especially at age seven is when I took over. Uh, well, I helped out my mother with the haunts. I was Dracula running up and down the steps with plastic teeth in my mouth and the mm-hmm. outfit that she gave me painted me Munster's white. You know, I look like a uh, little uh, Eddie Munster. And, uh, and from that age on, all the way up until 2003 in Arlington, Virginia, uh, we did haunted houses. I did that constantly. And, and I loved it. And, and that was Halloween for me. People coming over to our house and Within five years, looking forward to coming to our house next year, always asking, October, are you guys going to have it again this year? Sure. And it, I love that. It was just people coming over and having a good time at our house. That's what Halloween was. Yeah. And, and I don't have a problem with that because I do believe – and again, I don't really think there is an evil history to Halloween. But even if there is, by our time today, it has been so diluted and so forgotten that it really doesn't matter. Right. You know – there are, again, some of the Bible thumpers that I and – I, and I probably shouldn't call them that. I probably shouldn't be looking down about The Bible tells us, you know, those who are strong ought not to look down on the weak, and the weak ought not to condemn the strong. That's uh, Romans 14. But, you know, they believe that it's possible to get into idolatry unintentionally. Right. You know, that you – know, so, so there were people that wouldn't have a Christmas tree. Because they said, no, Christmas tree comes from Thor or whatever. You bring a tree into your house and you're really worshiping the Norse gods. I say, nope. Even if that's how it originally started, which it sounds dubious to me, but even if that's how it originally started, the symbol has been so diluted and it's been so reinterpreted that the evergreen stands for Jesus, who's eternal. You know, he, he never dies. He, he is always there. And, you know, all the various, uh, you know, symbolism that goes along with the Christmas tree. I think it's legitimate to say that symbols lose their power. Holidays lose their power. And if we have reinterpreted them in another way and, and the bulk of people say, yep, this is how it's interpreted. I think that then becomes the meaning. So regardless of what Halloween used to mean. Or Christmas in the same, you know, because the, some of the same arguments are leveled at Christmas. Yeah, definitely. What's what's most important is what does it mean to you? Are you worshiping witches or Satan or Thor or whatever on this day? Or, you know, is it like what you're saying? It was just a special community day, you know, for you. That's what I think is most important. I mean, you think about the word and I mean this I don't want to get into controversial territory here, but you think about the word gay. That that word has completely lost its original meaning right. and has been supplanted with a new meaning, and we all have accepted that new meaning. We don't exactly. use that we don't use the word the way that the Flintstones jingle uses it. Yeah. You know, exactly. because the meaning has changed. And well, I so I, I think it's legitimate for, you know, th- those on, on your side of the aisle don't seem to have any problem with it, but those on my side of the aisle I think it's legitimate for them to look and say, you know what, the meaning of this day, regardless of what it used to be, has changed, and it's something completely different now. I'll give you an example up here, too, the, the, the primitive way of thinking back in the, the 
1500s, as far back as that, 16 and 1700s, uh, especially in, in the case of Halloween and, and the 1800s, uh, we have headstones in our cemeteries up here that date back maybe the, the, the oldest one I've seen is maybe 1530-something, way back. And in those days, you look on the headstones, and there's a circle. I've spoken to you this about, about this mm-hmm. before, I think. Yeah. But, but it's very important here. There's a circle, and there's, there's eyes with a, with a oh, yeah. smiley face or a frowny face. I've and, seen those. And wing, wings pointing up if they were going to heaven, and wings pointing down yeah. if they thought they were going to hell. Yeah. And that's just the mentality, the childish mentality of the human race back then they they firmly believed since there was no internet no information no you know super highway that we have now back then it was you know if they did all these bad things they obviously had to go to hell because right. god knows they they aren't going to you know re, you know replace their soul with some goodness before they go and then you go through time and you see that the face disappears and there's a circle with wings up and wings down then all of a sudden the wings disappear and then the circles become whatever your religious sign would be yeah. star david or cross or whatever mixed in then they separated all that then you got your christian cemeteries and your you know jewish cemeteries and everything else and now it goes to you know your what your here lies so-and-so, one heck of a cool dude. You know, we love it. Yeah, that. it it changed over time yeah, is, is what you're trying to I, I have seen those gravestones, by the way, when I went to Sleepy Hollow. Uh, okay. Because I – which Sleepy Hollow actually has nothing to do with Halloween. Uh, Sleepy Hollow is based in the Dutch culture, and the Dutch didn't celebrate Halloween. So That'll Halloween – yeah, Halloween's never mentioned Sleepy Hollow. But I went to Sleepy Hollow uh, in October – a couple of years ago, and and I went to the Headless Horseman graveyard. I could not find Katrina. Katrina's buried there somewhere, and it was raining, and I did not want to get my map that I had bought wet. I mean, I only had one day in Sleepy Hollow, and it rained, and I said, Lord, I'm going to get wet today, you know, because this, <laughs> this is my day. I'm in a rental car. I don't care if I get it all sloshed up with water. This is the, you know, the only pair of clothes I have, but I don't care. I'm going to get wet because this is my day in Sleepy Hollow and I'm going to be out walking around. So I was walking around that cemetery in the rain. I found Washington Irving's grave and yeah. saw it. But I, Katrina, the person he based Katrina on, is buried in there somewhere and I couldn't find her. No. And I hate that. And I, you can't find the Headless Horseman, but he's in there somewhere too. Well, he's but, not riding uh, around. That's why. Yeah, that's why you can't find him. Yeah. But um, Now, is this uh, New York or is this yeah. in Ohio? Uh, yeah. I've up, been there myself. Uh, yeah, up the Hudson. Just up when when the plane landed, I saw the giant stadium. I saw the Statue of Liberty. I saw Central Park from oh, the air. Beautiful. We landed yeah. in New Jersey, and I drove up, across the state line into Sleepy High. I mean, what a great place to live. It's it's hardly what Irving describes anymore. It's it's just like my town here. It's big, yeah, bus. Sure. And there's yeah. a train that will take you into the city, you know? So it's just like what we have. We have a train that takes you into San Francisco and tons of people every morning are going to work. And it was the same sleepy hollow, but it was uh, oh, wow. uh, a great, but I saw those markers on the gravestone. So yeah, things change over time. Even beyond that though, what is the message of the faith is the message of the faith. Let's um, avoid everything that's unlike us, and let's segregate ourselves. Well, to some degree, there are some things that we are to segregate from. You know, Paul says, hate evil, you know, avoid every kind of evil. But also you see the faith coming in and infiltrating and overtaking and reorienting things. So it's just like if you look at Christmas, 
again, some I went to school with a guy that would not celebrate Christmas. He, he thought it was pagan. And, and he had this whole story of, well, it had a pagan origin and the church, you know, just like with Halloween, the church co-opted it, blah, 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 blah. And I'm saying, so what? <laughs> you know, Jesus came in, overtook that holiday. I celebrate Jesus's birth on the holiday. I know that's probably not the day he was born. It doesn't matter to me. Right. I'm thinking about him on that day. It is truly a holy day for me and my family. What it originally was is meaningless to me. Jesus has redeemed it. I think we're living in a time. So it took centuries for Jesus to redeem Christmas, right? I just think he hasn't redeemed Halloween yet. But a couple of hundred years from now, it might be that Halloween is a spiritual holiday, much like Christmas. We'll, you know, see, you, we'll see if President Clinton turns it into a federal holiday. <laughs> is it not? It's not. We don't get a day off. Huh? We're, we're not going to get Monday off. Oh, we might get three days off so we can enjoy it. But because yeah. you know, you're not going to feel well after eating all the candy the next day. Oh man, I. You know what? So my daughter, you know, we the first year we took my daughter trick or treat, and I guess she might have been two, and we didn't get a ton of stuff. We just went to like so some churches again that don't have any problem with Halloween do this thing called trunk or treat against an outreach event where they're trying to get people interested in their church, and you come to their parking lot and people are in their cars handing out you know candy out of their trunks. I've so heard about treat. that. That scares me half to death. <laughs> I mean, I know these guys. It's my buddies that are yeah, running course, them. Yeah. So I show up to support them, even though I think it's kind of misguided. I, I want to support them. I know what it's like to put on an event and want people to be there. So Aubrey, I think it's probably two and we're taking her. And I, you know, she's not getting this candy. I'm not giving it to her. You know, and she's not even really aware of it. So, you know, I'm scarfing down the candy Halloween night. And all of a sudden I'm like, Scarf. oh. I, I'm a. I'm not as young as I used no, to be. No, it takes about six pieces, and you realize that. Really <laughs> yeah, I, I can't do this anymore. You know, <laughs> this, this is making me. I remember going through like, um, you know, some candy was more desirable than others. You know, and by the end of your 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 Halloween candy eating phase, all you have left is like the stuff that you didn't like, like the bit of the honey whoppers, and, and then the tootsie yeah, rolls the were always in the yeah. box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tootsie Rolls, I'm a fan of. But now somebody put on Facebook, you know, those those orange and black, I don't know, some sort of peanut butter taffy things. That's nougat. Some, yeah, I love that. They were <laughs> talking about how that's a – oh, my goodness, I love it. But um, so so your your spiritual application here, is that what this – what's this section called? Spiritual it's application. Spiritual application. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so your spiritual application here is that for you – it's it's fairly neutral to at least being positive. It's if def- not spiritually. It would definitely be positive in the form of unification, um, uh, a surrounding of people, just people okay. being together, having a good time, and enjoying each other's company, and looking to see what kind of talent they have to yeah. try to to try to funly scare, funly funnily. I have to do this right, or Fergo get me, uh, oh. funnily scare people and. Uh, and just be together. Everyone be together and be out and and enjoy which, each other's company. Yeah, which are elements of the kingdom. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, when our society is completely redeemed, you know, at the return of Jesus, the new earth is established, a new society is established. It will be a society of community. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so those Definitely. are kingdom elements. So I can I can see where you're saying I see it as a not just a uh, an enjoyable thing, but a spiritual positive thing. I see it the way that I describe Halloween. I do think there's a spiritual positive that comes from it, but at the present time, it's a very weird spiritual positive. The way that I describe it is reality. Um, I think Christmas is beauty. Yeah, you know, the beautiful birth of light piercing the darkness. Jesus has come. Thanksgiving is contentment, you know, a, a spiritual practice described over and over and over again in, in both the Old and New Testaments. Halloween is just a reality. It's the reality that life does end, you know, thanks to the fall, I thanks to the corruption. Yeah. yeah, thanks to the corruption that that mankind has brought into the world, life does end. And you know, and so I think all of the scary masks and the blood, I think those are corruptions. You know, just as as the people of the world don't understand what Christmas is about and have turned it into gift giving and parties that drive you crazy when instead yeah. it should be a quiet day to reflect on Jesus. Grandma they don't reindeers. Yeah, yeah. They they don't understand what Halloween is about. Right. You know. Thanksgiving and Easter, they don't bother with that much. I mean, they, they've never found ways to really, you know, commercialize Thanksgiving and Easter to the extent that Halloween and Christmas has been yeah, yeah, commercial. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, but I, I don't think that that they fully understand what Halloween is. So they toss out blood and they toss out skeletons. Aubrey, my daughter, knows that we don't celebrate Halloween that way. But I do think it that reflects back to what the original idea is, which is that life, sadly, at the present time, ends. Um, so you think about, and, and again, I mean, this idea was started by these pre-Christian people, and I think they started it not because the hills ran red with blood, but I think they just recognized, hey, the year is ending, trees the days are, are getting shorter, yep. yeah, trees are losing leaves, days are getting shorter, it's getting colder. And they had also brought their harvest in, and um, the good thing about bringing the harvest in is you have all this abundance. You've got a lot of food around now. The bad thing is... There's no more food out there to bring in. Right. So if your food spoils, if you get attacked by raiders, you've got there's no harvest for another year. So th there is an excitement, there's an abundance there, but there's also an anxiety I because fear. right. Yeah, what happens if this runs out? And I actually heard it. So yesterday I listened to, as I was doing a jigsaw puzzle, I listened to the uh, History Channel talk about Halloween. And the lady on there, some doctor somewhere, she said the exact same thing. I just kind of came up with this on my own, but she said the exact same thing. The time of harvest was both a wonderful time, but a scary time. Yeah. You know, so I think all these realities are coming together and they got encapsulated in this this season, which is an in-between season. You're in between life, summer and death, winter. Right. It's an in, it's an in-between season. It's an in-between time, the time of harvest. You have an abundance, but also a scarcity. Uh, you have shorter days, darker nights, colder temperatures. And I think they just realized life ends. And they came up with little ways of kind of commemorate and celebrate, maybe even try to protect themselves from it. I, I don't know. I think for us today, it is valuable to reflect upon, spiritually valuable, to reflect upon the idea that life does end, that that is the present reality. I think it's also valuable to reflect upon the fact that there will be another reality. When Jesus returns, death will die, life won't end anymore, and there'll be a, a new reality. So Halloween not only makes me reflect on the present reality, that I am going to die inevitably, that I, I'm living on the edge of a knife, but it also makes me think about a future reality that Jesus is going to come back one day and this isn't going to be an element of my existence 
anymore. Never again will I have anxiety. Never again will there be scarcity. Never again will there be death. So as I've gotten older, you know, trick-or-treating, as we've already established, is no longer for me because I can't – first of all, nobody's going to give me any candy. And second of all, I can't eat it anymore the way I used to. Um, The blood, the guts, the skeletons, I I don't care for that stuff anymore. I even – like this year, I'm not really watching the movies that I used to watch anymore. Right. But there still is something true about this day that attracts me. And it is this truth, this reality that life is going to end. And the fact that life is going to end makes you think about what life should be. One of my favorite quotes, uh, James Thurber, Columbus, Ohio, uh, native, I believe. He was born in Columbus, Ohio. I think he moved to New York as he grew up. But uh, we, we have the Thurber house uh, close to Columbus State Campus in downtown Columbus where he lived. But he said, all men should seek to find before they die what they are running from, what they are one, running to, and why. You know, and I think that's, yeah. So, so before you die, yeah, yeah, you got to figure out what you're running from, what you're running to and why you're running at all. And I think Halloween is a good time to do that. I think Halloween is a good time to reflect upon the realities of life at the present time, the realities of life in the future time and what part you're playing in all of that. So Maybe not the blood and guts and the candy and the monsters that everybody else associates with Halloween. But I really think if you go back to the source, that was the idea from the beginning. I think that's the idea Jesus still wants us to see today. What are you running from? What are you running to and why? The clock is ticking. You need to figure that out. Yeah. And now the moral of the show. Well, the moral of our show, the bottom line is Halloween is awesome. Please don't take it away from me. (laughs) <laughs> hey, you know, and that, I mean, so you, I think you do have two things here. And it reminds me, C.S. Lewis, in his book about the Psalms, he said, if you went to the temple, you would smell incense, but you would also smell roasted meat. You know, because when you brought an animal to sacrifice, you got to keep some of that and eat it. Yeah. So when there, when there was a sacrifice, there was, you know, there was a solemnity about that. You're thinking about your sins. You're thinking about being made right with God. But there's also a celebration because um, you've got some food here now and you gather the family around and you celebrate. And I, so I always love that, that in the temple, there's not just the smell of incense. There's the smell of meat, meaning God isn't just a God of the spiritual things. He's a God of the physical things as well. Does God want us to have fun, eat candy, car pumpkins, you know, do all that stuff? Why not? What father doesn't want his children to have some fun? You know, and if you're doing it correctly, you're not being grotesque or obscene or hurtful. You know, you're just having some fun, being a community. Indulge. You know, there are there needs to be fasting times, but there needs to be feasting times. I think this is a pretty good feast. And it, uh, yeah, it's you know, definitely it's it's and it's one of the three feasting holidays. Well, four because you got to uh, count Easter into that. It's like I said before. It's like the Friday before the Saturday and the Sunday, and uh, and it's yeah. a good way to get your last work day in before relaxing and yeah. then celebrating again. Yeah. So the new year. It, so I I don't have a pro- you know some people have tried to redeem like if, I I remember I saw this one time. Um, they, they were trying to like give a spiritual meaning to the jack-o'-lantern and they're like, God cleans you out and he puts a light in you. Hey, you could do that stuff if you want. I don't think you need to. I think the bottom line is there are physical things to enjoy. Go enjoy them. 
as, mm-hmm. as long as you're not transgressing the, you know, the heart of God, you know, I, my daughter says, dad, can I have ice cream? Not every day. Saturday afternoon though, here you go. My daughter, whom I love, whom I treasure and cherish. Here's some ice cream. Enjoy. So if you want to look at Halloween as, Hey, it's a, it's a fun day to be physical. Go for it. You know, yeah. I think, I think the Lord would give it to you. But I do think there is, you know, at the same time, there is the smell of incense in the air. There is a spiritual component to this day as well, that it does remind you of a reality that you do need to be reminded of. So that's my bottom line. Tonight's closing hymn. Beautiful bottom line. Well, what is what is your choice tonight for the closing hymn? Yeah, so we have a closing hymn, just like any good uh, Protestant church service. You have them in the Catholic church as well. You have the oh, yeah. the closing hymn. Okay, Definitely. The, when the priest notices people doing this, looking oh, at their yeah. watches. Oh, well, they look and, at their watch, and then that's when they stand up and they start stretching, because that means okay. they're physically getting ready to run as soon as the priest allows it, and the, the priest still laughs every time. Yeah, <laughs> so, 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 so you, have, you have closing hymns, we have closing hymns. Um, last week you chose Ave Maria, which was a beautiful, uh, closing hymn. Yeah. This week I'd like to choose one that's very uh, close to my heart. It's called, um, it is well with my soul. Uh, this was a hit that, so the guy who wrote it, this was written back in the days when people were crossing the Atlantic on steamships, you know, on boats. Okay. And his, he was in America, I think, and his family's coming over from, you know, England or, you know, somewhere over on that side and their ship sank and almost all of them died. Oh. And he, he had to go back. So he gets a telegram saying, you know, I think his wife lived, but she says, you know, our daughters are lost or something like that. So he had to go back across the ocean. He's on this boat. He's lost his family. And as he comes to the spot where his daughters died, mm-hmm. the spirit moves him. And he writes this, this song says, when, when uh, peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like um, sea billows blow, blow, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. So it's a beautiful hymn, it's a beautiful history. But even more than that, I never heard this song until my grandfather's funeral. No, my no. grandfather, my love, died when I was 12, 10 or 12, I think, I'm not exactly sure. As part of the service, they played this song, and I just I cannot hear it without thinking of Grandpa. Oh, which again, man, that's beautiful, though. I I, I, that. I I think the Lord ties the spiritual to the physical because we are both. We are physical creatures. We are spiritual creatures. You got to have both. I think He Definitely. ties them together. So my physical relationship with my grandfather is tied to the spiritual message of this hymn. The message is true. It is beautiful, and I wanted to share it with. Uh, our friends this week as our closing hymn. Thank you very much, too. I appreciate the value of that song. So beautiful. Well, Doug, thank you again. Yeah, thank you, bud. When peace like a river attendeth my way When sorrows like sea billows roll Whatever have taught me to say it is well it is well with my soul it is well with my soul 
Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. my soul it is well it is well with my soul my sin all the bliss of this glorious thought my sin not in part but the whole is nailed to the cross and I bear Observinator's music and podcasts are under the Creative Commons license, which allows retelling and rebroadcasting as long as the author is notified and credited. For more great escape pods, please visit www.zerbinator.wordpress.com. If you would like to contact Zerbinator Land, you can send an email to instrumentally at gmail.com or give us a call at 571-408-ZERB or 9372.